five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, searching the world for direct mail and bringing it to you every day. Okay, we got so much news today. We're going to start with something totally different. Yesterday, I mentioned, uh, you know, that Ariel and Havetica went into a bar and the bartender said, we don't serve your type. Anyway, that was from Don McMillan. I couldn't remember his name. And live streaming is hard. But Don was on America's Got Talent semifinals last night. I don't know how he did. I searched around and I couldn't find out if he made it through the finals. But uh, but Simon said that he he thought it was ridiculous that he'd even gotten allowed on the show. And then now he's changed his mind. So apparently Don has made a believer out of him. And so... Uh, let's see, got to turn this one on. So, uh, here's Don's, a little bit of Don's bit from last night. Uh, and one of the things I like about Don is he's got some marketing sense. Like for example, he shows, here's a good sign for an optometry center. And so watch what he does. I immediately see a better, I walk by this sign, optometry center, good sign, good sign. Want to see a better sign? That is a better sign. Yes. If you didn't see it, let me show it to you again. Good sign, far superior sign. Yeah, because you'll get more response. The walk-up traffic alone is going to triple just because of that. Okay, so now then I'm going to skip ahead because he gets to the CAPTCHA things. He talks about printer ink, and that's pretty good. But here's another one. Let's see if we got this. Okay, so here we go. Oh, you got it one more, one more. This printer ink is more expensive okay, than blood. All right, I, I want to type the letters. You know what? I don't see any letters. Do you see any letters? You're right. No, no, I've been reading most of my life. I do not see any letters in that. What, what is that? No, no, no. No. That one's insane. Look at, look at. If you're drunk, you can get right into that one. Oh, that's backgammon. And this is my favorite one right there. It's a Rorschach test. And right now, an ad should pop up and say, hey, having trouble seeing letters? Yes. That is it for me. Yeah, that's that. good. So anyway, I don't know if he won or not, but all four of the panelists liked him. And uh, so he's got quite a bit out on YouTube. You can go over there and, and see the entire bit from last night. Um, but I just wanted to say that uh, those CAPTCHA tests, you know, when they started that, it when they started that, it was about taking the – they were OCRing optical character recognition books – and every now and then they'd hit a word and the and the computer wouldn't recognize the word. And they would put those up and ask you what it was, which was a fascinating way to fix the character recognition and, uh, you know, contribute to humanity. Then they started saying, you know, are you human? And they made them harder and harder and harder. And a lot of times I just flunk. So but but that CAPTCHA um, was an interface for for human Label data set and uh, versus computer, you know, computer could do 80 percent, 90 percent, but they could do more. And uh, the guy who invented that made a lot of money. So let's get over to the news. Uh, and while we're doing that, I just want to say you might see this down below. I have the uh, registration up for the webinar uh, next Thursday, a week from Thursday, and it uh, is about... Uh, my book, Spinning Straw into Gold, we're adding several new chapters, 
and uh, I've expanded the idea of it because a lot of times the process of the process of modeling and customer analytics reveals things. Is it really the modeling or is it really the observation? It's a little of both. And so rather than just focus on how to do modeling, because everybody thinks they know how to do that, uh, those parts will still be there. But we're, we're expanding it a little bit to show you the process that reveals hidden gold in your company. And so that's what the webinar is going to be about. I think it'll challenge you and challenge your thinking and probably give you a start on finding the gold in your company. So uh, you can go over to WDMA.org, and I'll, I'm hoping to get an email out today. The style consultant's been really busy, and so I'm doing it myself, and, you know, heaven help us. But uh, I think I can get it out today. So look for that, and I'll post something in the WDMA uh, LinkedIn group and uh, on my feed probably as well. So you should have no excuse. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, Modern Postcard is offering a crash course in direct mail. <coughs> and it's actually an in-person seminar that's free. And you get free breakfast and lunch. And you get <laughs> and you get a $250 credit for printing with Modern Postcard. So um, amazing. And it's done by it's done by my friend Keith Goodman. There's Keith. And Keith and I have crossed paths over the years. And it covers an amazing amount of stuff. I don't know how you could ever do this in the amount of time they're given. Uh, they're giving you. Whoops. I don't know what I just did. Oh, my gosh. I just did something. And I have no idea what I did. Object sorter. Well, anyway, it covers a lot of stuff. I'm in. The, somehow I'm in the bowels of the... Of the... <laughs> I'm in the bowels of the software, and I have no idea how to get out of here. That is really funny. That has never happened to me before. But anyway, they cover a wide range of stuff, and maybe I can make this bigger. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Okay. Uh, a lot of uh, marketing plan, compelling copy, calls to action, test, track, and tweak, um, analytics, finding the ideal list, list suppression and cleaning, Drop shipping, track your mailers in real time, and integrate digital and direct mail. That seems like way too much to copy, cover in a half a day, but, you know, and it's being offered in Boston in September, right before Namoa, in fact, and San Francisco and L.A., I think, um, but not around Chicago or the Midwest, which is, of course, the home of direct mail. <laughs> but anyway, okay, here's one from Summer Gould on how to deal with the paper shortage right and and people have asked me how do we fix the paper shortage well this isn't the first one i've been through it's probably about the fourth and you know when the recession happens and everybody cuts back that usually solves the paper shortage but summer has some better ideas than that so let's get in okay direct mail does require paper absolutely right and um but and and if you're a nonprofit and you're used to mailing in envelopes, you got to find the paper and also the envelopes. It's not like there's no paper around. 
but it's just a little tricky. I was talking with the the retailer I'm working with in Chicago, and they you know they said, well, we want to go ahead and 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 do more mail, but we heard that there's a paper shortage, and I said, yes, there's a paper shortage, but the 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 challenge you have right now is that you don't have a relationship with a printer, you know. But I have relationships with printers, and so we can figure out, you know, there's in everything there's trade-offs. There's lots of trade-offs, and so this is and this is. Uh, uh, one of those places so uh modern postcard is expanding uh postcard mania is expanding um and uh and my friend <laughs> now <laughs> my friend uh, up in new york uh best postcards is expanding so uh there must be paper somewhere right but um but you, it's also an election year which you know we're going to get to an article on that that was much better than I expected. So first is talk to your vendors, right? And if you don't know your printer very well, uh, because, you know, Mary England up at Amazon Graphics, she told me several times, you know, if someone new comes to us and says, well, our printer told us that they can't print our stuff, uh, you know, how about you? And she says, you know, we're, we're, we're giving the paper to the people who've been loyal to us and you haven't been one of them. <laughs> so, you know, leverage your, your friend network, you know, give me a call, uh, or, or others that are, are knowledgeable in this and you will get, you'll get farther faster. Okay. Be open-minded. The paper you prefer may not be available. Flexibility is a must. And as I've told you before, in one of our, in one of my clients' business-to-business catalogs, uh, years ago, we we ran into this problem, and one of the one of the things we decided to try, plus we were printing on rotogravure, so we could throw more ink on it, was we tried going with the paper that you'd find in the news, more like newsprint, like those inserts that you that you find in the Sunday supplement, and so we tried that paper, and it actually did better. We were hoping it would just save us some money and, you know, give us better access to paper. And it actually raised the response rate 20%, 20% in a 600,000 piece test. So it was not a, not a sliver of a test. It was a big test. And uh, we found that it did better and we stayed with that. I think sometimes people want to put it on the best paper thinking that people will, will, admire their brand but sometimes people <laughs> look at that and say this is too expensive i had a client that uh general binding corporation that that did a mailer without my help and they they did it on really expensive coated stock because it was about laminators but it wasn't laminated it was just it was just uh varnished and um they got like zero response and i said you know you're 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 pitching a a, a sale offer on your on your laminators and you're putting it on this incredibly expensive paper. <laughs> you know, you might want to put it on less expensive paper if you're going to offer a sale, just because those contradictions get in people's ways. They say, this doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't look like any sale flyer I've ever seen. So anyway, look at different options. You know, if you're used to a number 10 envelope, that's an envelope. Number 10 means envelope, <laughs> regular business envelope. <laughs> Um, but your printer has six by nine envelopes. Maybe you should try it. It's a bigger size. Might do better. I would encourage you strongly, if you're forced into this, to do some of your your regular, you know, your regular uh, 
do a sample at least of your regular control. Don't just say, well, we, you know, you can probably get some number 10s. So get some number 10s and do 10,000 of those and then the rest with whatever you can get, you know, with the 6.9s and see what happens. That way, at least you have an idea of the incremental uh, benefit of the larger envelope. Maybe you'll stay with it, right? But don't just not do the number 10. You know, the six by nines can you can fold it. You can fold your piece in half, your letter in half. Whereas the number tens, you got to do a, a double fold. So anyway, plan earlier than usual. That is exactly right. You know, right now we're planning our fourth quarter and into first quarter. So um, envelope converting can take as long as ten weeks. Now another thing that that uh, that Market Builder was doing down in down in uh, Arizona, another direct uh, WDMA member um, uh, was inline an inline formed envelope. So you're printing on a digital press and you're making it into an envelope at the end. So there's really no envelope, and and that's so you're really doing uh, you're using web stock or or sheet fed stock. It's that's also an option uh, is instead of a sep a completely separate pre-folded pre-made envelope you can you can do a an, an envelope and it does give you the op opportunity to personalize the exterior of the envelope which is sometimes nice data is king yep well uh keep your data current and uh she has some other ideas about you know use facebook which you know i can't believe summer you say that <laughs> I'll skip that part. Okay, now I want to get over to this just because, just to finish with this, because it basically, I love the title. Conservatives pioneer direct mail to stoke discontent. And it worked. And that was fascinating. And this goes back to Barry Goldwater. I had no idea. You know, I remember my parents were very against Barry Goldwater, partly because of LBJ's commercial where it showed a little girl picking daisies and then a nuclear weapon goes off. Um, but Richard Vigory, who became a legend really in direct mail, uh, did Goldwater's campaign. Goldwater was defeated. And then he did George Wallace and a number of others. This is a fascinating article. I'm not going to get into the depth of it. But the but the main point is that, that, that Vigory was really good at connecting uh, the emotions <clears throat> with well-selected target audiences. And um, and I like this line. Former President Donald Trump embodies everything direct mail is about. And and whether you, whether you like Donald Trump or not, you might say, well, <clears throat> you know, he came from out of nowhere. And if you remember, he was pretty much the pick of the Democratic Party <laughs> to run against Hillary Clinton. Uh, and... Uh, you may not remember this, but he got opposite of the of the Republican candidates debate in the in the primary of 2016. He got his own special. I think it was on CNN or something. I mean, it was it was <laughs> you would have never guessed that, you know, but like I've said before, everybody loved Donald Trump until he ran for president. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> you know, get your remember to keep your pieces emotionally focused and uh vigory said we're trying to make money or raise money but we're also concerned with perpetuating a political philosophy okay well whatever but i think it's really really interesting uh as one democratic strategy strategist of the 70s noted liberals used to used mail to pay the bills 
Conservatives used it to move the country. Hard to argue any differently, especially today. And I actually, you know, Trump actually um, did a lot with with uh, targeted digital advertising, <clears throat> but he worked with a direct marketing consultant, and uh, and that really worked. I have an article, Did Direct Marketing Swing the Election, which you might be interested in. I'll try and find it. It's up on LinkedIn somewhere. <clears throat> and it explains how Brad Parcells split tested all the time, getting the offers and using that to understand the, the demographics on Facebook and, and uh, thousands of tests at the same time. So it's a fascinating article. I, I actually sent it to Brad before I posted it. And he said to me, and this was like two or three weeks after the election, he said, you're the only one who understood what we did. There were commentators who said, you know, Trump n doesn't understand how to run a campaign. And he's just trying to create a TV news network later <laughs> after the, after he loses, you know, because he was he was supposedly 20 points down or something on the day of the election. And it was a 99 percent sure victory for Hillary. So uh, Brad did some really interesting things, and uh, you can learn a lot from understanding um, the political uh, scene, and a lot of mail is going to happen in the next couple months. <laughs> Buckle up. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Share. You know, those shares are just so powerful. Uh, thank you, uh, Matthew Parker, for sharing. And Andrew Ettinger is best postcards. I wanted to remember Andrew's name um, because he is growing and does a tremendous job and does support the WDMA. So if you want to get mentioned here, support the WDMA. Bye-bye.